Hello, Errol. Good morning. Hello, and good morning, you two. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, Hi. man. How are you doing? Doing absolutely fantastic. I got to tell you, I've been one of those people that's been with you since season one, and and I I'm I want to say that I am binge watched addicted to you guys. I mean, because of the way that you share a story and you educate us as viewers to be to be more aware out here in the real world. Thank you, man. That's that's a huge compliment. We appreciate you for being such a a, a long-standing fan of ours. Thank you. We're a fan of yours also. When, when and that is the purpose of the show, so that is wonderful to hear. Yeah. One of the things that you guys do is that, that first of all, I'd, I'd love to be a fly in the wall on your everyday world because the way that you guys are able to go get the story, it doesn't just happen. You've got to do some 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 you know some elbow grease work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we were uh, just talking about how we have a, produ- a production team, man, that, that, that they are full of investigative journalists and, and former uh, news anchors. And these are the people that go through these cases. We try not to have people submit cases directly to us because we don't want to be biased in any way right. before we go and, and look into those cases. So we have a very good team that, that really picks through the cases that we look into from from uh, from season to season, man. So it's very interesting the process that they go through. There's a lot. There's a very very strenuous process that they go through, and that's the reason why. That's part of the reason why I think our cases are so uh, riveting. Why people you, because you see some of the, the the things that were used in order to prosecute someone for the worst crime committed in society. Well, one one of the stories that listeners and viewers are going to get really get into, and it's going to create a conversation piece. Rodney Patrick McNeil, what a story here! The world didn't know until it showed up on Reasonable Doubt. Yeah, yeah. Rodney, this case is um, our premiere episode, and it's um, it's a really heavy case. I do want to warn viewers mm-hmm. the content, and um, you know, the victim here was obviously a, a pregnant mother. Um, but it, it, it's a shocking episode. You know, he was a probation officer. He was part of law enforcement. He had no criminal history. These are the kinds of cases you look at and you go, wait a minute, if something's up here, we're missing something. Um, and so this case, I think, is really going to make people emotional um, and also really question things, looking into other cases as far as what people could be capable of and who are all the victims involved, especially when you have in this situation a very blended family. In North Carolina, there, there have been a lot of people that have found their freedom because people uh, like yourself have come in to help them, you know, kind of tell their story and really bring it forward. And and one of the things that I hear a lot from just the everyday average person, my baby didn't do it, my baby was wrongly accused. You guys are not afraid to take that on. No, not not at all. Because, look, most of the people, the families that we talk to, they have stopped their lives almost completely yes. in order to fight for this person who, in some cases, has been rightfully convicted. They are right where they belong. So Fatima and I, we don't take it lightly. We don't try to, you know, your child is a murderer. You know, no, there's a way that you can do it with compassion. And that's one thing that we constantly remind ourselves of. We have to be compassionate towards these people, uh, these families, uh, these loved ones, because they, they don't know. They, they, they're not used to, to seeing what, what it takes to convict someone of a murder. They have, This is probably their first time going through this entire process. And what they're looking at is exactly what you said. My baby could not have done yep, this. Yep. 
And sometimes it takes an independent investigator and an independent person to come in and look at these cases in order to give some truth. In both of your careers, do you ever find yourself in a position or did you ever find yourself in a position where the jurors were judging the book by its cover? My God, I, I would be so afraid. It's like, ah, you guys put the blindfolds on. You're, you can't see what's going on here. We have uh, a very compelling case this season that deals with just that. And I, I think that a lot of us like to say, oh, I could put my bias to the side. And obviously we know that when the judge is instructing you before you begin the process that you need to be able to put your bias to the side. You need to just look at the evidence, but let's be honest. We all do it. We mm-hmm. all have these natural biases. And so it's hard not to judge someone. If you're presented with a criminal history, if they looked a certain way, if they were part of a gang, if they did drugs in the past, that has nothing really to do with a murder necessarily, but you can't ignore those things. You want to judge a book by its cover. Were they poor? Did they grow up here? Um, and so this, I think our series is a reminder of that. You know, you have to look further into it. You have to look at the evidence. Um, and we have a really interesting case this season where someone just was not likable. And mm. that absolutely did work against him. Whether the jury got it right or wrong, uh, we'll see. But that was a turnoff from the jury. And we do a little experiment on that with um, some volunteers who don't really know what they're doing, and you'll see it. It does make a difference. Was that story about Garrett Underwood, or are we talking about Joel Atkins? No, neither of those. Really? This, uh, this one is, um, well, I, I, uh, Eftenhoff, is that how you say it? Eftenhoff, Brian Eftenhoff. Wow. Well, one of, one of the things that, that really draws me to, to each episode of Reasonable Doubt is the fact that you create mystery like a true master, the, 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 the writer in both of you. And, and one of the things that you do with Lauren Fields is, is that we, we as viewers go, well, did he kill himself or did she do it? Right. You know, look, I, we would love to take the credit for the, what, what happens at, at, with the television portion of Reasonable Doubt. But... Uh, Unfortunately, that, that that's our producers. He's amazing with what he does. He's a, he uh, that's Rob Rosen. He's our executive producer, and he's a he's a whiz at what he does. We are just there to give our individual portions of of, of the, the investigative side. I, I'm an investigator. Fatima is a, is an attorney. Rob Rosen does all of the uh, production stuff. We stay out of each other's lanes. <laughs> we figured out that we do best when we work in our each in our <laughs> own lane. But you see the mystery also because we are we are confused up until the very end. Right. I mean, oh, absolutely. On the journey with us. There's no. There's no. Um, you know, the production isn't going. Oh, let's. Uh, yeah, there's some cliffhangers. Uh, you know, early on, they're not saying, oh, let's hide that, you know, we think he's guilty. We really don't know. Uh, <laughs> the whole process is day by day, and it changes. Chris and I, every day we talk, sometimes we're on different sides. And yeah. sometimes we're on the same side, we go, what? And then at the very end, we put together, because it mm-hmm. comes down to every single witness, every single piece of evidence. And to, believe it or not, up until the night before that we make the decision, we're going through every single piece oh my again. God. So oh my God. it's a mystery to us as well. Is, is it pretty weird that this is a case of the uh, when, when opposites attract? Because in all honesty, you're opposites, are you not? <laughs> we are yeah. in a lot of ways. We <laughs> yeah, are. we are. But, I mean, I think it's our individualism that yeah. helps us as, our, as investigators because 
there have been plenty of times where I've gone into a case and after reading certain things about the investigation and I'm saying, oh, this person is absolutely guilty. Yeah. And Fatima, I don't think you're going to change my mind on that. And then we'll sit down and we'll go through the go through the investigation. We'll go through the cases. We'll go through the evidence. And we'll because we, we con- we're constantly talking. We we do more talking off camera <laughs> that we that we do on camera. So. You know, we're constantly reviewing the things that have happened in the investigation. And by the end of the case, there have been a lot of times where we can sit down and she can, I can change her, my mind or she can change hers. And it's, it's usually due to the investigation. That's but you won't fight with me like I fight with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, Chris, don't me, fight. he'll give me a minute. He'll, he'll say, yeah. you know what, Fontenot, take a minute. Yeah. Um, let's meet up later for dinner. And I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> and, then, and then sure enough, I meet him later and I'm calm and I can get my point across. But yeah, we are different in many ways on how we go about uh, communicating our investigation and how passionate we may be about it. But I think that's just the lawyer. <laughs> I love that. Please come back to the show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for both of you. Thank, thank you. We you. Appreciate it. you be brilliant. And thank you for all five seasons. I expect to talk to you on the 25th season. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay.